duct taped a piece of foam to my headphones so that they weren't around my neck, they were actually around my ears because I was so little. And I would step up to this microphone that hung from the ceiling, and if I mispronounced a word, I couldn't read, right? There's your, there's your slide. The mobile device is now the television, and the television is now the radio. Meaning, just out of curiosity, when's the last time you guys listened to the radio? Other than the one that's in your ear at this moment, right? So, it's kind of old technology. And so, as I was little, he would, you know, he would read to me the ad, and then I would have to repeat it back in the microphone. And if my voice was off or I added words that weren't necessary, he'd turn the radio off and go, oh, they turned the radio off. Sorry, try again. And so we keep trying and trying and trying. And that's actually how I learned how to speak when I was really little was through practicing these radio commercials. And growing up there, I mean, my dad was my best friend. So I hung out at this radio station every day, all day long. It was my favorite thing to do. I can sing oldies like no one you've ever met. And I grew up, and when I got to high school, he was like, okay, so, you know, what are you going to do with your life? What do you want to do? And I was like, well, obviously, I'm going to own a radio station. So that was my dream. <laughs> and my dad was always very supportive of whatever I wanted to do. So it was a very huge shock to me when he said, no, you can't do that. And I was like, excuse me? And he was like, when you get older and you have a family to support, radio stations will no longer exist as you see them today. It will be old technology. You guys, this was in like, what, a 1990, maybe 1986, somewhere around there when he said this. So it was very forward thinking. And at the time I was like, that doesn't even make sense. What do you mean the radio stations won't exist? It's like our whole life at this point. So he had, you know, the, the innovation to look forward and, and he never saw like people burning CDs. He never saw, I mean, seriously, when is the last time you've listened to the radio? I, I was trying to think. I have Spotify on my phone and I'm not super good with it, so I just tapped into Enrique's Spotify and I listen to Enrique's songs all the time because he's better with music than me. So you have things like Pandora and Spotify and this is just how the technology has kind of transitioned from the radio moving forward. So then I got to thinking, how many of you have your phones in your hands at this exact minute? Can you hold them up? You're so not in trouble, it's a good thing. Good, okay, yes. So our goal today is for you to leave with a whole set of tools that you can use to grow your rail check from the palm of your hands. That's what we're gonna talk about today. Would that be helpful for you? Yes. Okay, awesome. So as I was thinking about the radio, I started to think about, okay, so, you know, I wonder what the next kind of transition is. Because as you're, as you're talking about radio into television, even today, I just read something yesterday that said, 90% um, of people don't market in the year they're actually in. So the marketing is generally five, six, eight years behind where we actually are, which is really interesting to think about. So then as we were designing this section, we were talking about, okay, so what is, what are our words? And the things that we came up with were innovation, creation, public commentary of the millennials, right? So I'm gonna show you all kinds of different stats today on social media, but don't you wonder like, what comes after the phone? You know, you have these cell phones, they're super fancy, they're like computers, but there is something new out. Have you guys seen it? Mm -hmm. You're gonna be excited. Anyone know what this is? Have you seen these? It's not a hockey puck, it looks like a hockey puck. Echo Dot. <laughs> it's an Alexa. Alexa. Have you guys seen the Alexa? Yeah, yeah, I'm a There's a few different names for Alexa or Echo, right? Different types of 
parties? Yeah? Okay, Dante, you have one? Do you love it? Yeah, they're so cool, guys. So this is kind of a new and upcoming technology. So the cool thing about Alexa is really like you can name it, you can create kind of a personality with your own Alexa. You can download Herbalife information into your Alexa. just 
throw mud at the wall and see what sticks. So today we're going to help you lead with a strategy. Number four is going to be HN Connect and then Salesforce. We're going to bring people out to show you these new tools. They're very cool. You guys are going to be super excited about that. And also Instagram. How many of you have current Instagram accounts right now? Beautiful. Okay, so the questions we're going to pose are, are you just posting? Or are you actually building a royalty check and building a business utilizing your Instagram account? And six, building leaders and creating accountability through Telegram. And again, this could be Telegram, it could be WhatsApp, it could be Boxer. There's several different communication tools that we're going to talk about today. But do those sound like they would be helpful for you, those bullet points? Okay, beautiful. So that's what we're going to spend our next few hours here chatting about. Okay, so let me pose a question to you. In today's business world, what's the most valuable thing that you can own? Money? Time? Okay, what if I told you it's someone's attention? Attention is currency in today's world. And uh, you remember when I were just talking yesterday, we're really competing with scrolling. That's our competition. Okay? And this, this makes me think of this picture. The reason I posted this is because when I started nutrition clubs years ago, I didn't have to fight against the scrolling. This person wanted their membership, so they stood across the, t the table from me, and I got to chat with them while I was making their shake. That's not what happens today. What happens today is they come in and they go, I'll have chocolate. So it's a lot more difficult for us to chat with them and to get to know them because we're really fighting against, we're fighting for their attention. Does that make sense? Okay. So I would say, and I would challenge that throughout this presentation, we're really going to focus on how do we get people's attention. Would you like to have more people in your nutrition club say yes? Yes. Would you like to have more people in your weight loss challenge say yes? Yes. Would you like to talk to more people about the business and the enhancements that we just launched yesterday say yes? Yes. You can talk to people about any of that unless you have their attention first. Okay? So that's what we're going to focus on here today. So I'm going to give you a few stats which I thought were fascinating. So, there are 1.32 billion users on Facebook daily. There are 400 million users on Instagram daily. And there are 173 million users on Snapchat daily. Some of you are like, Snap what? Right? Okay, can you believe that? How about this, from a time, you want to talk about attention. The average person spends 50 minutes per day, 6 minutes per week, and 25 hours per month just on Facebook alone. Not any of the other communication channels that we have. That's just Facebook. Some people, this is like a part-time job, right? <laughs> okay, so here's a few Instagram stats for you. 59% of 18 to 29-year-olds use Instagram. 33% of 30 to 49-year-olds use Instagram. The average length of time is 28 minutes per day. So remember, we just went over Facebook time. Now add Instagram time on top of that. Post with a location gets 79% more engagement. Did you guys know that? So as you're posting about your fit club, as you're posting about your nutrition club, your shake party, your home party, whatever you're posting about, you'll get 79% more engagement if you simply just add the location. These are little golden nuggets. Instagram 
districts averaged 12.6% more engagement than posts without. Okay. Fair photo. Okay, let's talk about some snappy, some snappy stats. Easy for me to say. So this shows you a graph of the age dem demographic that's on Snapchat. So if you have, does anyone have a child that's 12 to 17 years old? <laughs> if you want to talk to them, you better have a Snapchat account, right? That's 83% of kids 12 to 17 function on Snapchat. And you can see the other one, 78.6% uh, of 18 to 24-year-olds. So how does this relate to your business, right? If you're looking for a younger demographic, Snapchat is probably a huge resource for you, okay? I had to get a little tutorial from our nanny on Snapchat the other day. I was like, which way do I swipe? How does this work? How do I do the dog thing, right? So she really had to teach me how to do the dog ears and then take a photo and then put that photo on my Insta story and I was like, whoa. Okay, so there's a lot to learn, but it's so second nature for these kids. It's also a huge tool that we can use to join our business. All right, here's one more. The average snapper opens the, a the app 18 times every single day. I know. That's on top of Facebook, on top of Instagram. And check this out. This tells you what they use it for. 60%, 63% are for messaging friends, short videos, there's a hint, right? Keeping up with celebrities, which are some of you in the room, right? They think you're celebrities. In fact, my nanny even said, um, gosh, you know, I just, I follow these celebrities. I'm like, who do you follow? Like, who do you watch? And she's like, well, I watch celebrities. So she's very into photography, and she said, well, I watch all these photographers. And I'm like, really? She's like, yeah, I feel like they're my friends. And if I saw them on the street, I'd run up to them and be like, hi, can I take your picture? That's how she follows them. Like, she thinks she knows them. I'm like, you get, you don't really know them, right? She's like, oh no, I do, I know everything about them. It's like, that's equal parts creepy and awesome. Right? So it was really interesting to hear her talk about it. And this is how she communicates with her mom. This is how she communicates with her sister. So if we want to talk to her, guess who now has a Snapchat account to talk to the nanny, right? She responds a lot quicker. Okay, so let's move into creating some documented volume machine for your preferred members, okay? So I'm actually going to share with you my own personal numbers. Um, and, and show them to you so we can analyze them as a group and then we can move forward from there and I'll, and I'll show you the plan moving forward. And I talked a little bit about the buckets that Carl and I have created for our organization. Um, one of which is a, a retail customer bucket, a preferred member bucket, and a distributor bucket, right? So at Extravaganza I kind of started to touch on these and I cannot tell you how many messages I've gotten uh, how many emails, how many phone calls and boxers that are like, okay, I have all these preferred members, I basically just give them a high five and like hope they order. So what do you do with your preferred member bucket? What do you do within that container? And how do you create retention within your organization so that as you're bringing in all these preferred members, hello, automatic documented volume is what that is. Preferred member equals automatic documented volume to me. So it's like we put them in the bucket, and we really focused for the last, I would say, year and a half at least on filling any holes that were in that bucket that would allow preferred members to drop out the bottom. Okay, so let me see show of hands. How many of you have a preferred member bucket of some sort? Okay, good. 
How many of you? Not so much. It's okay. You can raise your hand. That's why we're here today. Sweet. Okay. So hopefully this is helpful for you. But first, I'm going to show you some numbers because, like I said, our goal, our focus in the last year and a half was really to create stability and fill any kind of hole in that bucket. So this is our numbers from 2016. So you'll see the month and you'll see the royalty points. And this is 2017. So every leader analyzes their organization, right? And every organization has strengths and areas of opportunity. So there are some strong strengths here, yes? There are also some major areas of opportunity that I see. So first of all, what I can say is that's about as stable as you can get, okay? So that's a good thing. It's very stable, it's, some, it's a check that you can count on, it's a check that collects. Uh, what is that, 23 out of 24 months, okay? You can see how close those two years are. So stability is really good. That teaches us that anyone we're pouring into our buckets stays there. Good thing, yes. Okay, there's also some opportunities here, don't you think? This tells me there's also not enough people being poured into the buckets. Because it's stable, but it's not growing. I'm very clear, okay? So what, what do we need to do to create a year of 2018 that doesn't have 270,000 royalty points? It's one of those things that one of my models is, I'm grateful but not satisfied. I'm very grateful, I'm very clear that people would be very excited to have a check like this. I'm also not satisfied. I know what we're capable of, I know the plan we have, and I know the plan that John and Dennis rolled out yesterday, and this has just begun. So, it's very, very exciting. We've already put our growth plan in place for 2018. We have a social media strategy. We're opening a, new, a brand new club, Carl and I, uh, in February. Our weight loss challenge starts this week. So we are absolutely in frontline growth mode action, utilizing what we learned yesterday. Now, what is cool is that I know that as we pour more people into the buckets, they're gonna stay there. That's what our numbers prove. And what I see with a lot of people is they pour people into their bucket, into their organization, and they have to pour so many because nobody stays. So they don't have a system in place that creates um, retention for them. So this is, this will show you the percent of our organizational volume that comes from preferred members. So again, preferred member volume, automatic documented volume. So I was very curious to know how much of our organizational volume comes from preferred members. So there's a few good things to pull out of here, for me at least. When I look at the three months, so October to December, levels one through three, 38% of our volume is coming from preferred members. Okay, so just consider what would happen if you had a preferred member system that retained what you had and could you experience 38% of growth, yes? Then as you drop down to levels one through six, it goes to 58%, you see that? So this is really good. What this shows is the system duplicates deep. The roots of the tree are really, really deep. It's not something that's just happening. The system isn't just touching our front three levels. It's going down six levels deep. You can also see the longevity of the system, right, as you go out to six months. So for me, this tells me our preferred number system that we focused on in the last, let's call it 18 months, has been really, really effective. And understand that you guys, we have, I'm gonna show you exactly what we do for our preferred number system. But also understand, we have a very specific system for our distributors as well. 
we have a very specific system for our retail customers as well. So I'm literally going to focus on one of the three buckets today, and only because I got so many questions on that, okay? Sound good? Okay. So if you want to know how to figure out those numbers for yourself, you can take a picture of this. Um, it'll walk you step by step how to figure out the preferred number volume in your organization. Now, because this is a leadership group, I'll tell you that we also do this exact same numbers for every tab team in our organization. And I can show you the tab team members that participate in the system versus the tab team members that don't. It is a drastic difference in the stability of their tab team checks, as well as how much of their volume is created from preferred numbers. So that might just be a little hint for you. Did you get a photo if you wanted one? Okay, cool. So if you're like, Brooke, I was thinking you were coming up here to do some kind of fun demonstration like you usually do, and your head just exploded. It's okay, I'm gonna show you some pictures now, but for those of you who like details and numbers, I wanted to make sure and give you something that you could, you could work with, okay? All right, so let's talk about the purpose of this PM machine. The first thing is to create preferred member machine that provides value, support, and connection to our entire organization 24-7. It's also a machine that does not depend on any one person. This is key. How many of you travel? Yep. How many of you have kids? Yep. And you're in sports, and you have a dog, and you have a life, right? So the more people that you can get cranking into this system at once, pouring into it, the less it depends on one person, okay? So I just knew that with our schedule, if the preferred member system for our organization depended on us, we were in serious trouble. So I wanted to make sure that it was something that was all-encompassing and included anyone who actually wanted to participate. Okay, the goal is to create lifetime documented volume producing machine. The goal of this system in my mind is to have, is to have no zeros. Now, will that ever happen? I don't know, but that's the goal. The goal is every single preferred member that shows up in our organization places volume every month for the rest of their life. That's the goal. How cool, right? Are you guys awake? Yep. Okay. This was actually a suggestion from one of our tab team members. It's a flow chart. And just bear with me, the name Extreme Team happens to be the name that the leaders picked for our organization. It's kind of just like our fun tagline. So that's what that means. But this is printed and laminated in all of their offices, in all of their nutrition clubs, and every time someone wants to sign up as a preferred member in our organization, they show them this sheet and they say, this is all the, these are all the things that you get, these are all the benefits, this is all the value, this is all the education that you receive by becoming a preferred member in our, in our organization. So the first thing is, obviously, MeyerBlick.com is a huge resource. You get a discount on your products. You get one-on-one -on -one coaching, I'm gonna be your coach. We have an email newsletter that um, Carl creates every week. It goes out to our entire organization via email every Monday morning at 6 a.m. with product updates um, and all that stuff, okay? Then you'll see the Herbalife uh, Extreme Team Facebook group. This is a private group, huge piece of the puzzle. They get support and recognition, they get workouts, they get challenges, they also get weekly Facebook Lives. So the question then becomes, why would anyone go anywhere else when we provide this much value? There is no website, no anywhere on the internet that will provide the value that we provide in our organization. So it's a huge promotional tool.
for someone to become a preferred member and stick around, okay? It's called top of mind awareness. We never go away. We hit them from every angle all the time. We're on your text, we're on your Facebook, we're on your Instagram, we're in your email, we're one on coaching. We are all over all the time. There's no possible way you can forget about your results and your coach and being a part of this team. And that's what it's all about. We want their attention. We're all over them all the time, okay? They fill in their goals at the bottom and they keep the sheet with them. As a preferred member, here's all the valuable things you have access to. Congratulations, welcome to the team. So that's the flow chart. Helpful? Okay, cool. So this is the Extreme Team private Facebook page. Huge piece of this puzzle. Now, I think this is important. The success of your community is not the number of members. So you'll notice I have yet to tell you how many people are in this group. It's a lot. Because that's not how I measure the success of the group. I measure the success of the group by the engagement that happens in the group, not by the number of members. Someone will come to me and say, oh, I have 10,000 people in my preferred member group. I'm like, great, but it's like a desert dead zone. Okay, there's no engagement whatsoever. I would rather have smaller numbers with higher engagement. That's just my own personal opinion and something that we really strive for. Okay, so the do's and don'ts of adding someone to our Facebook page, and we teach our, we teach our team this, we train them. If you have this, this six lane highway, and you just dump somebody in the middle of the highway, they're kind of like, whoa, what's happening? Why am I here? What's, what's going on? This is scary, I'm, I'm for sure not gonna say anything, right? So instead, here are two examples of how we train for people to add their person to our preferred member group. And this one says, give it up for this girl who did Herbalife a year or more ago and is now back as a preferred member ready to get healthy. Um, here you'll find amazing info, recipes, videos, and even connect and chat with other members. Please welcome Jessica. And everyone goes, whoa, welcome Jess, we love you, we're so excited you're here. And there's a bazillion comments, okay? Another example, please welcome preferred member of this girl from the Extreme Team. Kelly, this is a perfect place to find some outstanding info, recipes, videos, and connect with other members of our Herbalife family. And everyone goes, welcome to the family. And then she feels very welcome. So not only is the coach sitting down and explaining one-on-one -on -one what they're going to get for being a part of our group, but we're also explaining it here on the Facebook page. Okay. So if this wasn't a leadership group, I would have probably left this part out, but I get a lot of questions about this part, the facilitation and the leadership around the page. So in all honesty, we do audit our page once a quarter. This means we go through every single person on the page, my assistant does, and we confirm that they're all preferred members in our organization, we identify who their upline tag team member is, and I actually report that to the tag team. This tag team member has this many people on the page. This tag team member has this many people on the page. The reason I do that is because I also track how much volume they have preferred member-wise. It's in direct correlation with how many people they have plugged into the page. The more people they have plugged into the page, the higher their preferred member volume is, good? Um, and we make sure their ID number is active. All of our tag team members are admins in this group, so they can add or delete people, they can filter posts, and everyone governs together. The goal of this was not to make Brooke and Carl the Facebook police. If something's wrong with the page, don't call me, just take care of it. Right? And that's really, we talk a lot about that. And there are really no requirements for the page. It's not like 
every tag team member has a day and I set up, I set up a schedule for them and you must post this on this day and you must post this on this day. Again, not the Facebook police. Here are the numbers. If you participate, your check will grow. If you don't, it doesn't. And that, those are, and I can show that with the results that they've experienced. Okay? So the other thing is they'll say, well, I really want to contribute. What should I do? I don't know. What are you good at? What are you passionate about? What do you want to share? Do that. What are you already doing that you're the master of? What are you already doing that's really working? Do that. Okay, so I'm very careful to not tell them what to do or how to contribute because again, that puts me as like the head of the octopus with all these little arms that only function when I tell them to. And I really didn't want to create that. So, here's some examples of what we do. This is a, uh, Coach Blair did a reset challenge. Check out the views on this video. Again, this is a private page of only preferred members in our organization. There are 1,800 views just on this video alone. All she talks about is doing the reset challenge, which for her is ordering five different products. Okay, and she had hundreds of preferred members in our entire organization, not just in her line, that jumped onto this reset challenge. This is a workout challenge that Coach Heather and Becky did. Again, 663 views on just Heather's one workout. And this was Heather doing, literally, a 15-minute workout. She's standing on a yoga mat outside of her nutrition club, and she talks about drinking rebuild strength afterwards. This is Jen. Jen already coaches fit clubs. So she said, I said, well, what are you already doing? She's like, I'm already doing fit clubs. Good, why don't you record one and post it? So every Wednesday, Jen does Extreme Workout Wednesday with the coaches, and you can see there are 716 people that did this workout with Jen, just this one alone, which is pretty awesome. So again, engagement on the page. Um, Carl and I go live every week on Tuesdays, generally with Mav. Um, and just so you know, the, the lives with Mav get more views than the ones without. So that one, we were talking about um, the calories that you consume in different drinks. Um, it probably takes us 20 minutes. We go live every Thursday at noon, okay? And this one had 760 views. Um, this is one that Carl and I did about preparing for the holiday season, 809 views. You can see I have my laptop right there. This is a really important piece. I have my laptop up the entire time because I'm like, oh, hey, Danny, how are you? Where are you watching from? What are you drinking today? So I'm constantly watching who's on the live and I'm communicating back with them to create relationships within, within the entire system. Again, there's another one, Carl and Matt talking about the candy cane shake. Now, I am obsessed with not doing things that don't have a purpose. Okay, or time wasting makes me crazy. So I wanted to make sure that the lives that we were doing actually had a purpose. So we track every single live, how many views, how many comments, how many likes, and how long it was. This was the beginning of last year. You can see that for that one video, we saw that 36% of our preferred members were watching the video. What we found from this information is that the videos that we did that had recipes in it or were like kind of a cooking show had drastically higher views than the ones that were like personal development or just us chatting. So we started doing every single one with some type of a recipe and our numbers through the, the third and fourth quarter skyrocketed for our lives. So again, these are just examples of things that you can do within your preferred member bucket, if any of this resonates with you, um, to create that documented body. 
These guys have uh, what they call the bro show that happens every week on the page. So this is Coach Luke talking about filling in nutritional gaps with your Herbalife 24 program. And Nate is here and he was talking about building lean muscle. Both of them are personal trainers. What are you good at? What are you already doing? Record it and post it. And you can see Luke's video right there has almost 600 views. This is a good one. This is Jen and she got a question from her customer about pregnancy and products that you can take about pregnancy. So she posted this and she tagged 13 other girls in our, in our group that she knew had had babies. And she said, um, at the end it says, Mama's in the experience team, if you agree, please post your pregnant picture with your favorite product. Watch what happened in less than 12 hours. Here's Heather. Here's Missy. Here's Jesse. Here's Lainey. Here's Steph. There's Erica. There's Raina. There's Jess. Engagement is the key to this page. Okay, so it's like boom, 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 boom. How many orders of products did that create? There were so many tags on this post. This is one that probably gets reposted to the top over and over per week. Lastly, business exposure, you guys, is huge. Because again, I do believe that in this group, there is a Lisa Arnold. She might sit there for 13 years and become educated and love us and feel connected. But if and when life changes, I want her to know exactly where to go and exactly what to do. So we have six opportunities for our preferred members to be exposed to the business per month. It's very on purpose. Then they tag people like, you gotta get on this. This is a Zoom call that's led by three of our tab team members um, once a week, okay? So they do have the opportunity to be exposed to the business. Good? Okay, so lastly, so you might be thinking that this is such a great idea and why don't I just go do this by myself because it's so awesome and I definitely want the document volume. So create your own Facebook page and you start plugging your people into it. And on the surface you're like, wow, I'm being a leader. I created a container for myself, for my preferred members. And really you're the star of the show. But what would happen if you leveraged the group and you also became a leader at the same time? Sometimes people have this issue about, I want to run my own thing because I want to be the star of the show. Okay, but let me tell you what happens, and I can show you this over and over in our group, is that you get your members to, to, together at your nutrition club or in your backyard, and you do one of Jen's workouts that she posts every Wednesday. Well, every single Wednesday, Jen talks about rebuild strength at the end of her 45-minute workout, and Jen promotes rebuild strength for you. And your PMs purchase rebuild strength, your volume goes up. Okay? And then you make a lava shake, and you're like, you take a photo of it, and you post it in the group, and Jen's new preferred member gets really excited and orders a pomegranate liftoff because she saw your post. Now Jen's volume goes up. So the theory behind this whole machine is that it never stops. It never depends on one person. It's 24-7 support and education and tools, and we are all over them all the time. We have their attention. And I think that has really been the key to creating success and stability in our organization over the last couple years. Now, phase two of this process is to fill the funnel with more new people, which like I said, we are all over. But each of us needs all of us, and all of us needs each of us. It's definitely the, the philosophy behind this system uh, of preferred members. Is that helpful for you? Yeah. Thank you.
the back, so it kind of speaks my language a little bit. He grew up in Cleveland, Ohio with two younger brothers, so big brother syndrome, right? He started his business the last month in college at the age of 22, four years to the president's team. He'd like you to know he has no dogs, no kids, and no girlfriends. Please help me welcome to the stage, president's team member, David Hatchie! Brooke just totally is uh, giving the goods here. I have to tell you guys, 